every Sunday night, 7:30 Eastern Time, 45 minutes. Strengthen your skills, meet newbies and veterans in the fields. Let's crack data science interview at Clubhouse. Business data science combine machine learning and economics to optimize automation and accelerate business decision. Start from the introduction. I think they,、uh, the author gave a very helpful example for us to start and start to understand uh, uh, how could we use the, the data to. Make the difference and the impact. The example the author gave is、um, the order raw data for the stock market. I'm not sure if you guys get the, the chance to look into it. And the author plots order raw data as、uh, the time series for the return for all the stock stock price. However, like when it um. When it、uh, plotted just in the time series with all the raw data, um, it does not tell any story or help us to make the decision which stock we should pick for our market market investment. The turning point is that the user use this、uh, data to build a, a very simple linear regression model. However, by giving this model, we are able to make the decision which stock or which company we should spend more money. It's a linear regression model combined with the, the target is the equity return equals alpha plus beta n plus error. So alpha is the, the free money asset. It's if you build a, a linear regression, there is the one parameter tells the intersect intersect with the, the y axis, right? It's fixed, and here in this function is the free money asset. Well, regardless how、um, how much the market changes, this Intersection. This as a free money asset will never be changed, and the beta here is the measure of uh, uh, the beta here is、uh, telling the variation of、uh, the market price for the stock, and the m is measure of average return. Er, um, the last parameter error is、uh, everything ever variation which not explained by. The previous、uh, functions. So by using this、uh, simple linear regression, we are able to compare the the value of different stock. I see um the value of different stock. So the author used、um, the data point for each stock to build different linear regression model. So it means for each product, each company, they have one linear regression model to tell us the predict the predicted equity return. And the author, um, how could we make the decision which 
product or um, company we want to invest, they also give uh, a chart. Um, I shared that in our WeChat. So the x-axis on that chart is uh, alpha, like what we just discussed as free money asset. So regardless of how market change, alpha is uh, always uh, the um, return, uh, fixed return. And the beta here is the x-axis, tells us the variation of the market. From this chart, the author recommend we always to invest to the company which has the high, uh, high asset, high alpha, um, and the low beta. So it means uh, the uh, the high alpha means that if it's um, positive, it's always um, uh, positive return. And the low beta means that the price of the stock will not be um, impacted by the market price a lot. So the variation will be small. Like in the chart, uh, the Facebook yeah, has the high alpha and the low beta. Um, compared with uh, that, there is PG, um, the small, uh, the other product, it has uh, like uh, almost a similar um, beta but lower alpha. So by using this uh, visualized graph, we are able to quickly tell which market we or which product we want to invest. So have you guys uh, watched uh, that graph? Any thoughts when you see that graph? Okay, so uh, like, I guess I will move on. The introduction, First, I give the example of stock market. How could we use the data visualization to quickly make the decision? Uh, second, the introduction covers what does it mean to be a data scientist. I know Joseph here, you are also a data scientist. I'm wondering what do you think about the functionality and the responsibility as a data scientist here? Hello. Uh, I think the most important thing is to understand the data uh, and uh, have a deeper, the better understanding of the data and its quality, such as its accuracy, its uh, uh, volatility, like what the market return. Uh, then you will have based uh, better on this data to find a good model to build. Uh, for sometimes, uh, I mean, most of the time, um, I'm spending my time on the data cleaning, and uh, uh, it's uh, uh, very important. Although it's not very fancy and uh, uh, very sounds very fundamental, but actually the pre-processing and data quality will uh, will be very important for uh, the model we build. So for a data scientist, like um, <clears throat> I spend mostly 
uh, time on the data pre-processing and the cleaning. And then for the modeling part, uh, I think it's a trial and error process. So basically, I will, for machine learning models, I will try some of the models. For example, for regression model, uh, I can try uh, the um, simple linear regression OLS or other ridge or <coughs> the other uh, more uh, advanced models for uh, classification, then we can try different models. But uh, as I said, since many of these models are already there, so uh, most of the time is that uh, um, we know each model's pros and cons, and then based on our data to choose the best model. Mm -hmm. Yes, thank you, Joseph. You almost covered the every aspect of uh, machine learner. I, I believe here as a data scientist. Um, Joseph, oh. um, go on. No, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just touching very lightly on, on, on the daily, um, I mean, as a data scientist, right, um, the, to finish a project. So when we get a, a raw data, the first step is to understand it, and then we clean it, and then we find the best model to uh, uh, pick some of the model and find the best model. And the last but not least is to present it uh, using the <clears throat> uh, good plotting libraries, such as uh, the uh, Matplotlib or, uh, or Seaborn uh, uh, in Python. So uh, I'll say, yeah, it's, it's interesting, exploratory, and then, uh, Still, we need to report the project to non-experts. So we need to also to uh, know the pros and cons to our models so that when we present to the non-experts, we can tell them uh, the models, uh, it's a capability. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so there are a lot of things there. And then uh, it's also a trial and error process. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. So the um, like data scientist, the machine learner, we as you and Eric want to know more about this industry. The begin, it covers from the beginning, like get the data, um, process the data, machine learning model building to the end, how to present the result to non-tech leader to let them to easily understand the suggestion or insights you want to share. It's a, a whole process. And uh, all, um, given this process, like uh, the chart, we can see in this uh, introduction for the stock market alpha beta chart, it's a very visualized and uh, um, can help the stakeholder, the non-tech leader quickly make the decision by just given this chart and uh, some introduction about this chart will be very good. Joseph, do you want to try me? Uh, try what? Uh, do, you, do you have anything to add in? No, no, that's good. Yeah, very good. Okay, great. So yeah, for this, in the introduction, the author talked about the uh, machine learning Data scientists versus uh, the traditional statistician. 
Uh, I guess uh, all you guys might also be interested to know. For traditional statistician, it's focused more about um, p-value, uh, about the certainty, and uh, want to uh, we needed to have a lot of condition on the model to interpret the model, uh, and the, the uh, root root um, casual uh, causal relationship. Um, the difference from traditional statistician versus machine learner is uh, machine learner data scientists, we focus more about the prediction and the, the pattern recognition, which means that uh, a lot of machine learning model, it, it might be black box, or it might be too complicated for us uh, to interpret uh, the um, correlation within all the uh, variables, all the data. Uh, however, the power of machine learning model is it help us to quickly make the prediction. And uh, we are able to combine the um, model with uh, a lot of um, data engineer, engineering um, and the software engineering to make the application. Um, so it's uh, the one big difference between the traditional statistician and the data scientist. Any question? Yeah, and also as a data scientist, uh, we work close with closely with software engineer, product engineer, and uh, um, uh, to to define what data we want. So there's a billions or trillions data um, they out there log data, but they are unstructured, and uh, they do. They sit there, do not tell any information. However, we as data scientists, we need to um, tell those data engineers what's the metrics, what's the the um the data um, format we want to extract from those uh, raw data, and then we use uh, the structured data to start our process to do the data extraction, uh, transformation, and the uh, analysis. Any questions so far? If not, uh, well, we will go to the uh, our uncertainty, chapter one for today. So uncertainty here is the telling it's a, the kind of the one fun foundation or, or one um profounding part of uh, um statistical model or machine learning model. We want to uh, differentiate uh, the signal with noise. If we build a model. Um, um, try to fit every data point uh, in the model, we are very likely to get overfitting. Uh, overfitting means we um, overfit the model to make it uh, too complicated in order to interpret uh, all the noise in 
in the data. However, those noise does not contain any helpful information. So for us, we work on quantifying the uncertainty through some approaches. Um, one approach is a uh, more traditional way. It's a central, lim lim central limit theory. Mm, do you guys have a, have you guys ever heard about central limit theory? CRT. Um. Yeah. This is Erica. Um. So, I don't think I heard of that, but I know the like histogram. Oh, is that yeah. is that the one you mentioned? The histogram. Uh, yes, uh, one part of, of the of central limit theorem. Um, so, um, histogram is uh, plotting all the data points and uh, show the distribution, right? And uh, the the difference between central limit theorem and the histo that uh, population histogram is central limit theorem is uh, um picking up the average of independent random variables, and uh, uh, so it's uh, the average of the sample. Um, on the page forty a, um, I use the Kindle version. Not sure if it's uh, the same version as you guys. So if you use Kindle, you can uh, turn to the page forty a. It has uh, the definition of central limit theorem, um, and all. Uh, also, it's uh, usually become the interview question. Um, central limit theorem states that the average of independent random variables becomes normally distributed. Um, bell curve, we also call it in bell curve. If your sample size is large enough, assuming uh, you pick the sample 1,000 or 10,000 is large enough, and the end result is that the sample average for that is normally distributed. So we do any model building, we usually have the condition we need to have a normal distribution for all the variables. However, this condition is very hard to meet. So in this case, we will use central limit theorem to um, select the average, uh, average uh, number for the for the samples, when the sample size is big enough. Another way uh, is more modern and a common way we use is the called the bootstrap. Um, remember, it's also when interview question might be asked anytime during the interview. Anyone would like to try to answer what does bootstrap mean? Yeah, um, so bootstrap is a computational algorithm for constructing sampling distributions. It's uh, on the book of uh, page 50. So in, instead of rely on the traditional method, bootstrap um, can help us to randomly select the samples with replacement. 
to take uh, the average and they get the distribution. In this way, we in this way we also can get we also can get the normal distribution from that. Here, the user gives an example. Um, let me see about how to use the bootstrap in um in the in the simple linear regression model. So the user, the example the user gave is on page sixty one. The user want to know um, the impact of uh, household broadband, which is the uh, internet speed broadband, and uh, whether or not the household has children is related to the household spend. So the user take the log for the household spend, because uh, for the spend it's uh, usually Yes, the long tail. Um, so, um, after taking the log, the spend data will be normalized. Then we, uh, the user, use the bootstrap, um, band and uh, uh, whether or not the um, the household have children as two variables. Both of them are dummy variable. Use them to build the model, and and every time the user select a certain size of the sample as bootstrap way to build the model to get the uh, all the parameters in the model, which is uh, the beta zero, beta one, and the, the beta two and the error, all these parameters. In order to get the um, correlation of uh, those features versus uh, the household spend. Um, we can t look at the um, since you, you guys haven't looked at the book yet, so I'm trying to find that, that functions. Yeah, so on the page 57, um, I get the author takes five times to random sample selection, bootstrap the data and uh, get five version of the linear regression model parameter output. And then at this output tells uh, the broadband has a uh, big impact on the spend versus uh, compared with uh, the child parameters. Um, Eva, um, mm -hmm. so you said page 57, is that like Kindle 57? I, let me see. 
Yeah, it's a Kindle fifty seven. Do you have the? Yeah,、what? I have the Kindle version. Yeah, but um, is that the one like there is a lot to unpack here, and we will discuss the GLM output. Is that the one? Is that the same on your Kindle or? I'm not quite sure. Oh, um, yeah, I think the I, location. I'm not quite sure. Maybe it's different. Yes. Um. So let me see. I'm sorry, I have to uh jump off for another meeting. Uh, sorry, I haven't read yet, but I will read it, and then I think、uh, it's better for me to uh read it and discuss. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah, no problem. Let's uh read it together next time. Yeah.、Uh, see you next time, Joseph. All right. See you. Mm-hmm. Erica, go、uh, go to the page fifty six. Is that the one like a figure one point four or fifty six? Does that has figure one point four? Uh, no. Fifty six, the one have the function, the log function, the log spend, and then beta zero plus beta one. Is is、mm-hmm. that the one? Is that that's the function one point five? Uh, let me see. I what? Oh, actually, do you have the? Uh, can you see that from your Kindle? There's a location. Uh, so my location is location five hundred seventy. I think the pages is not the same. Okay. How do you see the location? Um, I don't know. I'm seeing that from my laptop. It it should be next to the should be next to the page. I, <laughs> uh, it's so confusing. I know. Is there? There's no page for Kindle. You know, it's this only location. Yeah, I from my side I only see the page fifty five. So let me see. Or just tell me the figure the, uh. Yeah. So the figure before that it's a a um average total online spend density plot figure one point four. One point four. Okay.、Uh-huh. Density one point four. Figure. Hi, Hong. We are discussing the book business data science. Um, and、uh, today we are on the first、uh, chapter introduction and uncertainty. Yeah, I think I found the figure. Yeah, the the x um Excel is a average total online spending, and the y is the density. So that's、yeah. the yeah, that's the one. Yes. So here the um the average total online spending already took the log, so you can see it's normally distributed.、Mm-hmm. Before the log, it's、um, highly skewed to the. Right, it it had a long tail, highlights skewed to the left, I think. Ah,、uh, you mean the next?、Uh, you mean the next figure? Um, so on the right, um, next figure, yes, the、uh, yeah, that one is skewed, yeah. Yeah, on the right is the、uh, the bootstrap. So you see at um on the second row, it has a、uh, multiple. 
beta from beta one to beta five, right? That's because the uh, the user um the author took five times bootstrap to get the beta value, and come up with the di distribution in the row three. Okay, bootstrap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So every bootstrap means we have a that much of the samples, and every time we take um part of the sample with rep replacement and build the model. So it means every time the samples are different, uh, and the mo um the model parameters, um. For example, linear regression here is coefficient is different. Um, so it will be on, so you click toward right, um, one, two, three, four, maybe five pages after. It has the uh, five rows with the uh, intercept, broadband, and any children. Oh yeah, I found it. Yep, that's the table, right? The the mm -hmm. first one is the five point seven two eight 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 nine. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So here, uh, the user, uh, the writer, because he run and run the model through Bootstrap, that's mm -hmm. how he come out with the five different uh, coefficient combination. The intercept, the broadband, and the NA children, as uh, all the parameters for the model, um, they are very similar, but they are different because the sample are different. The sample the user, the author pick every time is different. And uh, um, there's although Bootstrap methodology is well used, well known, there's some uh, also some shortcomings for it. Because for bootstrap here, the model build is a low dimensional. Um, do low dimensional means that we do not have that many features, that many variables. We only give an example here is we only have uh, broadband and uh, any children as two variables to predict uh, the uh, household spending. However, if we for some complicated model building, if we have three hundred features or variables, Bootstrap will be very inefficient to these type of questions. So, um, give um, in this situation. We will introduce other methodology to deal with the, the high dimensionalities. Um, so one possible solution is uh, to use a model called Lasso. Uh, it will help us to select the variables. For example, we might have 300 variables to build the model, but after use the lasso, we will only keep some of them. Maybe only ten of them will make sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But we'll cover in the follow-up chapters. Um, I think 
Today, the primary focus is the, the CRT central limit theorem bootstrap, as the, the two terms will be interviewed a lot. And uh, this chapter also covers force discovery, um, force discovery control. It means, um, for example, we always want to know how much probability the uh, the result we see, the observed result, yes, true, uh, or it's been random chance. For example, if we say 95% of probability, um, the, we take a draw from um, from a lot, um, or, or we, take, we take a lot, we, how, how to say? Are you mean? You mean the like the false positive, like false negative? Is that the one you trying to say? Yeah, here is the false false discovery control is the, on the page seventy here. FD proportion. It's in the after figure one point eight. After figure one point eight. Mm -hmm. Let me see. Mm. Okay. Um. So, for example, if we usually want to test uh, the probability of something happen, right? If we um given twenty five percent confidence, uh, say it will happen, uh, but like, um like the covid test like um so like uh how many covid positive in the whole population uh and like that's the that's the uh and like how many covid positive in the whole population and when you test the, the um when you figure out the whole positive and how many are real positive and how many are false positive like I just learned that from my class, so <laughs> I'm very familiar with it. And then like the confusion matrix. Uh, uh, yeah, yes. yeah. So first discovery control here introduced by the author, yes. Um, we ever, for example, we say we have 95% confidence something will, will happen. Mm -hmm. But we keep um keep uh tested um like um, repeatedly the false positive will possibility will increase um for example as give the example as give given here yes uh, uh from my side yes uh, after the problem of uh, multiplicity. So, um, uh, a high proportion of discovery are false positive get worse with decreasing signal to noise ratios. For example, if you have one true signal out of uh, 1000 hypothesis test with an alpha equals um, 0 0.05 cutable off, then you will have around 50 false discoveries. And the false discovery proportion will be around 
fifty divided by fifty-one is ninety-eight percent. Mm. Are you okay. Uh, uh, okay, I'm trying to follow. Uh, okay, so you said like one thousand. That's the whole population. Um, one is hypothesis. Hypothesis. Uh, yeah, because in the linear regression, remember we for every for every variable, so we have p value. Mm-hmm. Right. So p value. Yeah. Value usually if it's a less than zero point zero five, we say it's significant, right? That's right. Yes. The ninety five percent um confidence, some uh, it is uh, uh significant. However, if we have multiple variables, every variable have a uh the p value, mm-hmm. and the the um, false positive will increase because uh, um, we have multiple variables, and the, the false po- positive or the five percent for each one will add up. Um, increase uh, the false positive. You mean the whole false positive? Yes, the whole false positive. Okay. Uh, so on the on the right, like. Uh, one thousand hypothesis test within alpha equals zero point zero five cutoff. We use the zero point point zero five multiply nine 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 <laughs> nine nine. That will equals fifty false discoveries because uh, those false po- positive add up. Mm. But the uh, the first discovery proportion will be fifty divided by fifty one, so it's ninety eight percent. false positive probability. It's a it's a very extreme example. However, we need to be aware. Um. Yeah. So for linear version, we when we use p value for one variable, it means all other variables stays true. Um, foundation, and if we use the uh, two variables, uh, the false positive increase. Okay. <laughs> uh yeah. Okay. Have you? Uh, are you familiar with the linear regression? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, the linear regression. The there's so like one line in from like in the. X and Y, right? Yeah. So if you go to the uh, next two page, there is uh, one model that uh, has uh, the output of a model. Any children, broadband, Hispanic, race black, race other, race white. Race. Okay. Do you see the output there? Yes. And uh, you see the P value, uh, the T value, and the P value for okay. each variable, right? Yes. It tells us, for example, if we look at the, the T value equals um eleven point nine three, it's for the broadband, and it's a uh, P value is zero, right? We can tell the broadband is statistically significant. The, uh. You mean the no the for 
the table I saw the intercept the p value is um zero, uh -huh. but for okay, but there's like a region S for example, yeah, the p value is zero point nine, so that's just not significant, right, right. Um, how and uh, however the broadband yeah is significant right Hispanic. yeah the yeah the broadband is significant and Hispanic is also significant yeah but it's significant by itself it means all the other variables stay the same is controlled and the broadband is significant um two variables or three variables cannot con um change it at the same time um the t value does not or p value does not tell does not tell the combination of any uh of any variables it's just a tell the variable one variable okay is this a feature selection process um here we haven't covered the feature selection process yet uh, but as uh, you may know, for any linear regression, by moving out any variables, uh, the coefficient value and all the parameters will be impacted, right? Mm, okay. So then, uh, we will introduce lasso as a way to do the feature selection to uh, delete, remove those features which are not important. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, so um, here the false positive control um, covers in this function. Uh, output it tells us when we interpret uh, those p value, uh, we just uh, interpret with one hypothesis, and it's uh, not uh, the combination more than one hypothesis. Therefore, we have uh, multiple hypotheses comes out together. The false positive will increase, and the p value we will need to adjust it with the lower value. Okay. Okay. Thank you, everyone, for joining today's discussion. Ganesh, we also have uh, the linking group. If you like to keep connect, um, feel free to follow up on um, uh, connect on my LinkedIn. Um, next week, we will keep our discussion on that book, Business Data Science. You can find the book link in our uh, Clubhouse room details. Thank you for joining us. We start 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time every Sunday, and uh, we are aiming to finish this book within one month. And uh, our discussion all, all usually always controlled in 45 minutes. So now it's a kind of the end of our discussion. Welcome to joining us. No problem. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a good night, everyone. Take care. Take Bye. care. Thank you, everyone. Good night. Bye. Welcome to Zootopia.